Hey, this is Kaylee Holt. And this is Eva Jesse. And this is the End Time Manifesto. So this is a podcast that my mom and I have decided we wanted to do. Um, today we're just going to get into a little bit about why we're doing what we do, how we do what we do, who we are, and what we do. So what we do for our jobs and kind of a little bit of history about our family and why we're choosing to do a podcast now. Um, I'm Eva Jesse. I'm mom. And uh, my husband is David. He's a real estate inspector and um, works on the farm, does various things. And between, well, we have six children. Um, we have one son named Colby, who's 29. And we have five girls in a row. Kaylee, 27. Kenna, 24. Chloe is 15. Camille is 14. And Carly is 12. Um, I'm a nurse and in college doing my nurse practitioner. And I'm also a nurse and I'm doing my nurse practitioner as well. Um, I've got one husband, two dogs. My husband <laughs> is Taylor and I've just got a Chawini named Deacon and a German Shepherd named Philomena. And we have our first grandbaby, Colt, that is expected to arrive. Um, January. January 30th, isn't it? Yeah. January 30th. And we have a bonus grandbaby and a bonus daughter, Anna, and our bonus grandbaby, Grayson. Those are the best kind of family. Family that, yeah. you, that you choose. You get to choose. They're yes. amazing. So she we will always... also be a guest on the show, too. Yes. So we have just a little bit we wanted to kind of go over with you all. Just welcome you to this next leg of our journey. We have talked for a long time about doing a podcast and just speaking about the Word of God and how God has ministered to us throughout our lives and how we can impact others through our testimony. Um, I know personally, my walk with God hasn't really looked like what I thought it should look at all times. And so there have been times where I've definitely not been as into God's presence as I thought I should be. Or, like, not really felt like he was as real to me as he has been in recent times. So, in the last year and a half, two years, I feel like I've definitely come to a different place with God where he's a lot more involved in my day-to-day life than I would say at any other time in my life. But you've always been raised in the Word. Like, um, Dad and I have always put a demand on our spiritual walk and um david and i have been involved in ministry i got saved when i was such a little kid i can't even remember getting saved but i really didn't give my life to the lord until i was about 22 whenever i was pregnant with you Mm -hmm. so um that dates me if you're doing the math that does date me but um now we have been involved in all facets of ministry Um, I worked in the church as an armor bearer um, to Pastor Virginia Brace in Oklahoma and um, worked as a church librarian, children's pastor, um, was a prophetic minister and traveled in ministry. Um, And then we worked full-time once we got to Tennessee uh, on transformation. Yeah. So even in my life, just being able to serve in, children's church or whether it was um, just being the help ministry, being behind the scenes and kind of 
volunteering to do whatever we could, you know, having those um, youth outreaches at our house or whatever, we've always been involved. But I don't think I really decided to pursue God on my own as a fervent lifestyle until I was 15. And then, of course, life got busy and college took precedence and everything just kind of got a little bit chaotic there. And it wasn't until about two, three years ago where I decided that, like, I wanted God to be real to me in a way he never had before. Right. Um, and a little bit about who we are as or our do. <laughs> let's talk about our, we talked about our who, let's talk about our do. Um, a little bit about what we do. Um, as Kaylee already mentioned, um, I've been a nurse for almost two decades. And so I've done everything from assisted living to skilled care to med surge. Um, more recently in COVID, um, I've been working in nurse leadership. And so I've been working as a director of nursing. And then Kaylee decided we needed to, Kaylee got her LPN mm-hmm. and decided we needed to do a bridge program at ETSU. So at 48, I went back to college. Yeah. Was I 48? Yeah. So at 48, I went back to college and we did our BSN. Yes. And at we, ETSU. Yeah, at ETSU. And if that wasn't great enough, then we enrolled at LMU, Lincoln mm-hmm. Memorial. To do our nurse practitioner. To do our nurse practitioner. So, but we've done a lot of different things. We've pretty much been together, what, three years? Three years. Probably. Kind of traveling together, years. working together as nurses, and just overall kind of covering each other in the healthcare yeah. industry. So I have and a little bit of a different, yeah, I have a different um, healthcare journey. So mine started several years back when I was just 16, enrolling in college, and just went back, got some more degrees, um, got the RMBSN with you. I'm doing my nurse practitioner now with you. Obviously, as you mentioned, like we're teaching now, and it's been very difficult on a different level because that's taking you more so out of the bedside mindset and putting you on the mentorship mindset. So being able to encounter our students and just impart to them the importance of why we do what we do has been a challenge, but very, very rewarding. Yeah. I would definitely say very fulfilling. Um, so at this point in our career, we've pretty much done all the travel, done different vocations, been in different facilities, tried different things out. At one point, we interned as forensic nurses yeah. and became medical legal death investigators. That was definitely kind of the not what we expected that it was yeah. going to be. Definitely different. Um, very rewarding, but definitely different. Um, and then we decided to come back, go back into college to do the nurse, pra- to finish our nurse practitioner and um, chose to teach. So we're teaching college nursing students yes. at a particular college right now. We're looking to transition to another college next spring. Um, that'll be something that we talk about in a future podcast. Um, but teaching has really been on our heart. Yes. So... I know for me, like, mental health has been my baby. Like, that's been the area where I've so saw a need in the healthcare industry, saw a need just 
in society as a whole is just to reach out and go beyond what we're doing in the healthcare setting at the bedside to advocate for mental health, advocate for those people who don't always come in for your physical, I can see it and fix it type thing. Um, obviously, like just um, instilling that into some of the students is that you'll see mental health everywhere, but also like taking the holistic approach, approaching every situation that you take care of patients in like that's someone's mom that's someone's dad like making sure that you're putting the human aspect into taking care of people and I think we've really tried to work on instilling that in all of our students that we've had so far yeah that and just letting them know that um and taking Christ in the workplace this is our marketplace ministry oh yeah our marketplace ministry has definitely been um in science so we Ministry isn't just in a pulpit all the time. No. We are extensions of healing in our workplace, and we impact our students as well as we impact other nurses around us as mentors and educators. We impact um, our clients on the floor. Absolutely. At different facilities. We, we teach everything from, like, med surge to mental health to OB, and we take brand-new students with very little training and we take them into these settings, and we basically um, kind of guide their clinical experience to make sure that they are learning in a supervised supervised capacity. Um, but this has been a, bi- a big form of our ministry, and the thing that is amazing to me is despite the fact that we are very much scientists, we're both very science-geeky guru, yeah. um, it's amazing how much of God that we still see in the science yeah so i think for me one of the most rewarding things that i got to do was working at a mental health facility and people that come in there are you know addicted to drugs they're addicted to alcohol they're seeking something to cope with a lot of the mental illness that they have or just trauma that they've been through and faced and i know that while i was working there it was so fulfilling to me because you kind of get people at their rock bottom. You yeah. get people who have been at the bottom of their barrel and they just don't know what else to do. Whether they have um, attempted to end their life or whatever else, you know, they are in the facility that they're at because they've given up all hope. They've just decided that what they're doing in their life is not working anymore and therefore it's not worth living. And so one of the most rewarding things I got to do there was just talk to people, just yeah. minister to people, let them know that they're not alone and that they get to kind of build from here, that this is not a rock bottom per se, but just but a your clean firm foundation. Yeah. And so getting to minister not only to the clients that I encountered, but getting to minister to a lot of the staff that was there too. Because a lot of the staff was in recovery themselves for mental health or addiction-based. So being able to just talk and bring Jesus in with me wherever I went in that facility was a big part of what I did there. And I had people of all kinds of walks of life coming and talking to me and being like, you know, Jesus is not who I thought he is if he's who you say he is. And it was one of the most rewarding things for me. And I would come home and just be so filled with love for God and so moved to compassion for the people around me because they had no concept of who he really was based on the experience they had with people. Which kind of brings up the topic of the podcast, why we opted to do the podcast. I think that 
in today's society, there is a need to, we are in the end times. That's, I mean, that's the name of our yeah. podcast, End Time Manifesto. And manifesto is really just a declaration of what you're going to do. And um, so that does bring, with everything that we have going on, um, you know, is one of the reasons why we didn't start the podcast initially. Yeah. Even though we felt the burden for it. But there are so many hurting people in the world. Um, you know, the motto is provoking transformation in a decaying culture. In every avenue, we are in academics. We, I've been, I've been very involved in research, as you have. Yeah. Um, we've done scientific studies and trials. We are in the hospitals. We're in the clinics. But we're also just dealing with the day-to-day people. And in every aspect of our culture, we're seeing the erosion of mental health, especially with COVID. Absolutely. Like we were in the we were in the trenches with every other nurse, every other healthcare practitioner during COVID. And I think something about COVID and the isolation brought on a mental health crisis. But the the purpose that that also brought purpose to what we're doing. Yeah. And why we brought the podcast into existence. And um, talk a little bit about what our what our manifesto is for this particular podcast. So for this podcast, like we just kind of wanted to bring Jesus into the day to day. We wanted to bring more awareness to prophetic ministry in the body of Christ, and also just like have a multi generational conversation about yeah what the state of the world looks like and what we're doing in spite of that, like. The world can look as bleak as it does, but that doesn't mean we have to give up the ghost, so to speak. Like, we're trying to continue to still have a purpose. So the whole point of our manifesto is to declare our intention to be godly women, to be warriors for the kingdom of God, to not only do our work that God's called us to do, but to be faithful to do our work so that we reach other people. So we want to talk a little bit about like how to intercede for the lost, how to pr- save the lost, how to pray for those who are sick and afflicted. Like not only what do you do in your day to day for my four no more, but how do you reach people that don't want to be reached? How do you reach people that don't want yeah. to come to the church and how you live your life in a way that honors and glorifies God and also just being prepared for the times that are to come because we do know that the Bible says that the days will continue to get darker and darker yeah. and it is abundantly clear to everyone in the body of Christ that we're in the last days so just being mindful to put God first and seek what he's called you to do so that you can honor him with what you do out of your blessings that he's given you and uh, that's really good. And that pretty much sums up what our goals are. Um, I think the multi-generational viewpoint is, like, super important. Um, and, you know, the, I, I know in, our, in the Bible it says in the end times that, you know, mother will rise up against daughter and father will rise up against son. But we are a good example that the generations, we, um, my mother lives with me also, and so in your life, you've got your mother, 
and you've got your grandmother, you've got your mother-in-law, so you've got three different mamas, nanes. She calls my mom her nene. Um, so you've got three, you've got three different women who are seasoned women. We're all saved Christian women. Um, and I, and the generations have been important for my, for us. We come from a multi, not just multi-generational family, but, um, a multicultural family. Yeah. I'm half Spanish. My mother was, uh, born in Barcelona and um she's spanish and so we've got that cultural connection but um i think it's very important that we every generation is battling something whether it's our youth like we see a lot of problems with our youth and their mental health right now and they're in me- they're they're you know st- studies are showing cuz we've looked at the statistics that our teenagers are in the darkest period that we have seen teenagers in in years that their mental health has declined significantly that the the rates of pediatric mental health emergencies have the numbers are skyrocketed compared to previous years you've got your generation which you're in that mid-20s early 30s that hustle bustle go make your money get a job get a vocation clock in clock out raise your family generation and then you've got my generation that has raised their families unless you're like me and decide to have another set of kids Mm -hmm. 10 years after the the baby of the first set um but in my generation everybody's kind of slowing down a little bit like we're we're looking at retirement yeah we're kind of settled down i always say that in my generation now where i'm at you all have the energy to run and go and do but you don't always have the practical insight or the know-how because you just don't have that experience level yet but in my generation we've got all the wisdom and all the practical experience because we've been there done that but we don't always have the energy and so part of what this show does and our podcast will do is bring those generations together and bridge that gap and give you a thorough generational view and we're going to tackle different things from every generation. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that will be super instrumental in what we're doing here is that we are going to have those multi-generational conversations. We are going to bring in people like you who have seen a little bit. They've done a little bit. They've encountered life. And they've been through the trials and, and hardships of life. And they've done it victoriously with God in the forefront of everything they've done. And with, like, Nene and some of the older generation that is above you that have faced hardship and um, just different things throughout the course of history, but again, has had that foundation of Christ and also bringing in the younger generation, like my generation that are 20s and 30s and also even maybe some of the girls that are teenagers, like Chloe, Camille, and Carly, they're in their teenagers right now and they're facing the changes of the world. I was um, talking to Mason, my nephew, the other day, not long ago. And he was talking about how he was 13 when the pandemic started and had been in, like, in and out of virtual school and how the, like, formative years of their life, the start of them, were starting already off in a pandemic in a time of what the world would define as uncertainty and fear and darkness. 
And so he was just kind of mentioning that it was super different and people didn't really understand their generation because it was not something that they had dealt with. Like the older generation hadn't seen like a massive pandemic. And so it was kind of one of the things that I felt like shifted the world on its axis a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like not a lot of people knew how to cope with it. Not a lot of people knew how to deal with like the border shutting down and everyone being quarantined to their houses and a lot of the isolation that came with that. And I think to an extent, a lot of us also didn't really put an emphasis on staying connected. Like we all thought we were going to be sheltered in place for a time. And then it would lift and it they would go months. back to Then it was normal. years. And so I think it's one of those things that being able to talk and have connection yeah. and building ourselves up in our most holy faith and then also checking on others, developing those connections, having good support systems. Like our family's built different. Like we have so many people in our family that we have kind of a built-in support system yeah. within our own family. But not everybody has that. So it's important to make those godly connections that when you're at your low, your friend can pull you up. Like, I shared a post just the other, yesterday or so, and it said, you need to get friends to tear off the roof for you. Like, you need to yeah, be I saw that. That, was awesome. that um, person that when your friend's in their dire straits, when they're not really knowing how to pull themselves up, you're that person that stokes yep. their fire and encourages them to also stoke their own fire, to remember who they mm-hmm. are in Christ and what God called them to do so that they can yeah. live happy, healthy, successful lives. Yeah, because it seems like the world is, it seems like time just goes by so fast and we get so lost in the day-to-day and um, we get so focused on my foreign no more and what we're doing and all the hardships that we're going through. Um but one of the things that I did want to mention, um, and that we probably should share, is that um, we're wanting to have pure, unadulterated, totally... Sometimes radical. Yeah, sometimes a little bit radical. Controversial. Con- maybe a little controversial conversations. Like, yeah. we're going to talk about in the taboo. We're going we're gonna to talk about every topic from politics to biblical revelations that we got that morning in yeah. prayer, to crisis we're having in our own home. Yeah, it, things we've learned throughout the course of our adulthood, marriage, like throughout childhood, like yeah. no topics off, off limits. No holds like barred. We're just wanting to kind of give a real raw, uncut, unedited edition of women and men who have been through trials, tribulations yeah. of life. And have been successful, have been victorious because their life's founded on God. So not just talking about things that are prim and proper and culturally correct. Yeah, socially acceptable topics, but also just being real and being able to talk about those things that nobody, nobody really wants to talk about and talk about things that people need to know. Because, you know, like you raised us a lot of the time growing up in a very open, honest household. Yeah. So there was no topic that was off limits in our household either. And it was a very, very instrumental thing in my life because like things aren't always comfortable. They aren't always popular. They aren't always something that you want to face, but being able to like pull back the veil and be like, it is what it is. 
this is the way the situation looks, this is where we failed, this is what we could do better, and then always edifying us, uplifting us, encouraging us, and being like, but this isn't where it stops. So now we can fail forward, we can learn, this is how we go about handling things in the proper way, and being able to learn from those situations. And those conversations weren't always lovely, they weren't always the most... um, Comfortable. Comfortable at all in some regards, but they were always very needed because one of the things that you said a lot growing up was that if you didn't talk to us about things and if we didn't ask conversations in the safety of our home, the world would tell us and the world would tell you all day. Yeah. And the world doesn't give us all the right answers and the world doesn't always give us an answer that is according to the word of God either. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And so... Um, and that's part of the bridging that gap. How, removing those um, generational barriers is um, not conforming to the way of the world. It seems like the way of the world is now, everybody kind of does their own thing. They kind of go their own directions, and they're not uniting. They're, we're not sitting at dinner tables anymore. We're not getting together for family reunions. It's like the whole world, even in the last probably two decades, like, I remember growing up in high school and in middle school, and we had the Barnett Foster reunion on my dad's side of the family. Every two years, like clockwork, we were going either to, like, Tanglewood in Texas, or they were coming to Boiling Springs in Woodward, and we were having family reunions every two years. And I know that my my dad's side of the family is still doing that, um, which we're so far, we were from, we're from Oklahoma originally. We've moved to Tennessee in 2013 um, near my husband's family. Um, so we are a little bit isolated from, especially my mom's side of the family yeah. and even my dad's. Um, we don't have a lot of extended family members. But hopefully our family can be a representation, a good model and a good representation of how what a successful family looks Absolutely. like. Absolutely. And, like, that's not to say that, like, our family has everything figured out. Like yeah, we are your totally normal family. Not. We have our ups and downs. We have our little little spats here and there, but we have always strived to have a very good foundation of the word and moving forward how God's called us to. So it's really made a lot of those situations where like you can get your feelings hurt or you can be mad at somebody and just kinda of simplify them to have the word involved because the Bible says to forgive. The Bible says to show love, to show grace and mercy. And so in a lot of those like day-to-day family scuffles or spats or whatever and just the annoyance sometimes of daily life and the chaos therein that sometimes occurs, um, we've had a very solid foundation of God's presence. So it's been a little easier to navigate a family, of, especially of our size, a little bit easier because... You know, we aren't the stereotypical family. Like, we're not just we're like three the Duggars or, or the Kardashians. Yeah, there's we have the large family. Very, very much so. A bunch of us, and especially the way we model our family, just taking in those people who don't really have family as well. Like some of our friends and some of like like you said earlier, the bonus people that we have brought in. Yeah, and there have um, been many, many throughout the years. Absolutely that we brought in, you know, it's like our family looks a little bit like a sitcom at times where we've got everybody from everywhere joining us and 
you know, like in holidays, yeah. we've got like 30 people around a dinner table. And yeah. so we are a little bit different. Yeah, it typically looks like a little quilt block. Everybody has little, it's like little pieces of different people and different families. Um, but hopefully we can, um, we can bring topics to the table that are pertinent to our time, pertinent to our area, um, and pertinent to the era, the, the, just the timing that we're living in. Um, one of the things that we always want to, we always want to share a message of hope. We always want to be a blessing, but we also know that time is short. Like that's probably one of our main missions. And that's probably been one of the things that's really been laying on our family, on our heart lately is that time is short and we're probably not as prepared as we need to be. I think if nothing else, COVID taught us that we're in healthcare. Like we're, we were already doing it before COVID came and COVID really taught us that as prepared as we thought we were, we weren't. Yeah. And so the word talks about like the, the women who, the virgins who were, had the oil and to keep their oil filled up and be prepared for the coming of Christ. Um, that's what we want to be. We want to be that light, that motel six will leave the light on for you to say that, um, we're not all perfect. Like Kaylee said, we're not perfect. We have a great family. We all get along great. We work in a lot of unity. Um, we're, we're a big family, but, um, we want to be a light in a dark world. We want to do, we want to show you, um, how we're living practically on a daily basis. And we want to save the lost and we want to give hope. Um, but we also want to, put an emphasis on preparedness and and basically the point of the show is just having different people come in on a week-to-week basis and having a conversation and a dialogue about Jesus in the day-to-day absolutely that's really what it is seeing how God is present in your life yeah and being able to experience him more real because it's one of those things where you can go to church on a Sunday and you can even make the midweek Wednesday service, but if that's the only time that you're encountering God, then you're doing something wrong. And that's not to attack anybody or anything like that, but it's about daily relationship. It's about pursuing Him each and every day, whether life is hectic or you're on the top of the mountain, you know, whatever your life looks like in whatever season you're in, you have to have the emphasis of Christ in your life, in your own personal life, yeah. in order to be successful and go forward and do what he's called you to do. And so it's just one of those things where if you are not where you want to be and you're not seeking God's face like you think you should, then like we're trying to be here and be an example. And we're trying to say that like there are not always times where you've sought God the way you think you should. But if you're hungry and if you want a relationship with the Lord and you want to change things up, like, you're not the only one. There are people who are fervently seeking the Lord, and we're people who are fervently seeking the Lord. And we want to be a ministry of help. Absolutely. We want to be another resource that comes up under. And builds people. And builds people. That is the whole purpose. Yes. Our goal 
in the natural is mentors and teachers. Not that we have it all together. Not that we have every answer. But at the end of the day, we want to come up under and we want to be a resource and a source of support. So we want to hear from viewers. We want to talk about some of the things that you are struggling with or that you are facing in your daily life or questions that you may have. So we want to be a resource to shed a little bit of light on some of those things and kind of take from the various generations who have learned. Like maybe you have something figured out and revelatory information figured out that I don't have yet. Or maybe I have revelatory information on something that you don't have. And so just seeking to kind of bring all that information together, bring women and men alike together on uh, different playing fields and different life generations yeah. and just different aspects and areas of life, different vocations, and being able to have a conversation about God and what he's done in your life and what he can do in others. Absolutely. That's the goal. That's the plan. We're super excited about the podcast. We actually already have mapped out um, several different episodes for this Series 1. And uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about the titles of these episodes. So um, our first kind of season that we're going to go through is just like defining a manifesto. So what a manifesto looks like, what you need to have in your manifesto, what's important, why you should have your own, and why... It's important to be... um, To your destiny. Yeah, to what God's doing in your life and just kind of setting a plan, setting an intention. The biggest part of a manifesto and the definition of it is that you're declaring an intention. And so we're doing the anti-manifesto because we're declaring our intention to fervently pursue God and to reach the lost and to do all those things that we already talked about. And so we're going to be talking about how you figure out what your manifesto is yeah, and just kind of trying to be a helpmate to walk alongside you guys as you develop what your manifesto is, what your intention is and be intentional in how you're living. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are super excited to start this journey with you. Um, we hope that you will partake in this journey with us because without you all, there's no reason. We're stirring each other up. We are going out in the highways and the byways, and we are stirring each other up. So we are hoping that you will come alongside us, help keep us stirred up, help keep us motivated and excited about what God's doing. We hope that you'll reach out to us so that um, we can support you prayerfully and we can um, minister to you and be a source of encouragement. Um, You can reach me. How, how are they going to get a hold of us? So we've got a website we're in the process of setting up right now. We've also got various social media right now. You can find us on Facebook at The End Time Manifesto. We're also on TikTok. We've got a YouTube that we're going to be uploading the um, podcast to as well. And then we're going to be on Spotify and App- Apple iTunes for the uh, podcast there as well. So the best way for right now, until we get the bulk of that set up, is just go to Facebook. Go to yeah, Facebook. Yeah, go to Facebook. You can see us. Um, we've also got an email at the end time manifesto at outlook.com. You can shoot us your questions. Um, tell Topic, us about any ideas. topics yeah. that you may want to hear about. Um, and then, of course, a lot of you may 
be listening and you know us personally. So you've got our personal Facebooks and everything else like that. Phone numbers. Definitely um, <laughs> be in our boat as we develop this podcast a little bit more as we pursue what God's called us to do in marketplace ministry, in um, entertainment, as we hopefully have some yeah. entertaining but also very enlightening conversations about what God's doing in our lives. And we appreciate you guys being a part of this journey with us. We hope to um, have you listen in on the next podcast, and we'll be doing them weekly. So you guys have a great week. Absolutely.